Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, we may get back to moving in a little bit here on News Radio 930 WBEN. But uh, for whatever reason, um, there was a story that caught my eye, uh, and it involved a walleye fishing tournament in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm thinking to myself, fishing, one of the most honorable things anybody can do, right? Well, I guess not when it comes to a walleye tournament. And whenever I think about uh, fishing, I think of Jim Hanley, who's been a guest before. Uh, he fishes for Lake Erie wind turbines, actually. Um, actually, against the Lake Erie wind turbines. Uh, Jim Hanley is with us on WBEN. Uh, Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. It seems... Uh... One of these days we have to talk about something positive. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that won't be the next time we do the Lake Erie Wind Turbine Show unless no, they announce they're sure. canceling that. Yep, that's for sure. So what, tell us about what happened in Cleveland because I'm, I'm amazed by what I read. First of all, just give us, the, uh, give us the what happened. Okay. Well, there's a tournament circuit. I think it's Lake Erie, Lake Erie Walleye Tournament Circuit, whatever the name of it is. Uh, there's a couple of guys, one from Ohio, one from Pennsylvania. They're a team, and they've been, like, real consistent winners, like, right along. Everybody, they're winning hundreds of thousands of dollars, boats and everything else. You win one of these boats in the term, you're talking 70, 80, $100,000 boat. And uh, they came in, at, I think it was last Friday that it happened, and they came in, and uh, the tournament director, he's, he, he's actually on YouTube. There's several sources, and if you want later on, I can text him to you. You can put them on poster or whatever, uh, people to look at. And they looked at the size of the fish, and it was, a, say it's a 25-inch fish that weighs four and a half pounds. And the tournament director, you know, knows from looking at those fish all the time that that fish should weigh, you know, five pounds. Well, it weighed seven or eight pounds at each one. So some guys were, like, protesting and whatnot, and he said, uh, oh, and the other guys were giving their fish to charity to have them filleted up for some, you know, food pantry or whatever kitchen, and they didn't want to give their fish up. So he says, bring those over here. I want to take a look at them. Tom, the, the, the video is unbelievable. I'm surprised they didn't get the crap beat out of them because he takes his knife and he cuts the fish open, and there were, like, eight to 12-ounce sinkers, two or three of them in each fish, which, you know, brought their weight up, uh, you know, a pound or two pounds per fish. And the next closest guy was, I don't know, 28 pounds. These guys had 33 pounds. And they said, our fish are all the same size. 
I mean, he opened that up and threw the weights in a basket, and they were surrounded, and all the cell phone video and, you know, whatnot went around, and these guys were just absolutely livid. They had to call the police to literally protect these guys from getting getting killed or, you know, beat up or whatever. And the problem is, is you know, it's all about integrity. We have no integrity in society, and it's too bad that it has to come into my sport, too where you cheat the next guy down. So so what happened was they got disqualified for cheating, and the next guy down won, you know, the team won 50000 or whatever the prize money was for it. And um, it's just really sad that it has to come down to stuff like that. Now, had you heard of the two guys accused of cheating, Runyon and Kaminsky, before? I have not, no, no. Because, I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of... Not in following tournaments, which I did for many, many years. I was, you know, a tournament fisherman, but I had not heard from them until I started researching and stuff. And they, you know, they've won a lot, a lot of tournaments. They've passed lie detector tests and and everything else. And we we used to run a tournament for uh, for Pepsi Children's Hospital back in the '90s, and we would randomly uh, a lie give a lie detector test to certain divisions. Like we get the first first place would get one third or fifth or whatever in the divisions. And we caught one guy one time who uh, weighed in a fish and uh, he, he, he busted himself right as they were looking up to, him. he goes, I caught it the day before. And uh, so, you know, they, they do help, but you know, the, as the guy explains in his video, the tournament director that, you know, you can cheat a lie detector test and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it was uh, it was pretty amazing that they they caught him. But if you've got a a tournament uh, in which a lot of money is involved and the money is based on the heaviest fish that is weighed, is it right. standard practice to fillet the fish to make sure there are no shenanigans going on? No, no, I've never heard of that. And and you know, tournaments have become really sophisticated. The the new the new kid on the block tournament is major league fishing where you, uh, you have a cameraman on the boat. These are, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is a little bit smaller tournament, but we have a cameraman on the boat and you wait and you have a, a marshal on the boat. So there's three people on the boat, you, the marshal and the cameraman and the marshal weighs your fish. You release it live. So there's no chance for you to cheat. So you're on camera the whole time. These, you know, the smaller localized tournaments, um, and, and, and I'll, I'll I'll preface this by saying bass fishing tournaments are highly, highly, highly regulated. The walleye tournaments are getting to the point where they're going to have to be now because of this. Bass, you're usually weighed in alive, and if you're, you you have a dead fish, you get penalized for it. Walleye tournaments, generally, they don't make it, and you bring your fish in dead, but, you know, there's there's ways to do it. The, the weird part about it was that they stuffed sinkers down these fish's throats and pushed them into their bellies, and they took more walleye fillets from other walleye and pushed it down so that the sinkers wouldn't come out. It's just, it's just bizarre. It's Un- bizarre. Unbelievable. You know, you got to wonder if uh, these two guys who were caught cheating in Cleveland, if uh, previous tournament directors are going to come back and want their prizes back. Well, that, that's the talk now, and they just said that there's really nothing they can do to go back to do that. And, uh, you know, the posts online, it just blew up. TMZ's covered this. You're covering, I think, it was on the Today Show today. I mean, these guys, are their lives are pretty much, you know, shot. Can you imagine going home to your kids and telling your kids, I cheated while I was fishing and I got caught and busted and I might lose my job? And, and there's so many people that are cheated on it. The, the people who are uh, behind there, the second, third, fourth place guys are cheated. Uh, the sponsors are cheated. You know, uh, these guys had some of the same sponsors that I have 
presently who who helps support my fishing business and and what a black eye for them because you wear your you know we're we're you know you have your bills jersey you got bills logo on it i have my you know mercury logo on mine or my offshore tackle on my tournament shirt too and you're you're you know you're really you know making those people look bad too that they supported you so immediately all the sponsors came out and said we you know we disavow these people they're no longer on our pro staff (laughs) it's been crazy i'd have to believe that they're going to be banned for life from uh, any tournament fishing absolutely absolutely and you know and, and and like they uh the tournament director was online and he said you know they pull into the parking lot with about two hundred thousand dollars worth of boat motor truck equipment and uh you know they're giving up their time and everything else and then you get cheated by by doing that because a lot of people don't do it for a living the way i do they do it because they have fun and they're competitive and you know it's it's you know they're not big enough to you know play football or hockey or whatever, so that they go fishing, and uh, you know they they do it because they love it, and you, they just got screwed. Uh, this is this is really um, um, unbelievable. Uh, it, it truly is. So, uh, anything else from the fishing world about this scandal in Cleveland uh, that we need to know? I just I can't believe they took walleye fillet from other fish and stuffed yeah. it in over the weights, over the sinkers they'd previously put yeah. in to get a bigger weight, yeah. and yeah, and that they yeah, thought they'd get away with it. And 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 it was just uh, you know, and you know what? They probably have gotten away with it in the past, but maybe they didn't like push it as much as they did with so much weight. Between five fish, they added eight pounds of weight. Eight pounds. That's those are some pretty big. They're called egg sinkers, and they look like an egg. And uh, so you figure if they pulled eight of them out of there. So you know, do the math and how much each one weighed in each fish, and uh, that's what they did. Well, and if people want to see the video, I put the article up on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, and uh, the video kind of speaks for itself, which is embedded yeah. in the article uh, people can click on. But I saw that story, and I uh, immediately thought of you, because obviously you are a man of integrity, and I could never imagine you doing anything like this. And frankly, I had a hard time believing any, especially competitive fisher person, would do anything like this. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of stuff's coming out. There was actually a guy in uh, Texas years ago who cheated on some tournament. They busted him, and he committed suicide. He was so embarrassed for himself that he killed himself. And then uh, we just heard another one the other day of somebody who was fishing uh, tournaments, winning everything. He won what's called the Red Man All-American, and where he won $100,000. And finally, one of his partners one day said, I think he's cheating. He pulled up to this dock and he made like five casts and caught five giant fish. And and they finally, you know, figured out what he was doing. And he had like a basket or a, a tub in underwater and he had like a lid, you know, like a what you would pull a straw out of your, out of your drink and it kind of opens and closes. And it was big enough. He could drop it down there. The fish were starving. They grabbed the jig, put it in the boat. And they they busted him, and he 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 just they just said you know you can't fish tournaments. He goes, where in the rules does it say that I can't do that? <laughs> so, I mean, people are just crazy. It's just good it's just lord. But but he cheated other people out of literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. I guess over the years that he fished, he won a half a million dollars or more. So. You know, it's, it's really sad. This is unbelievable. Now, uh, I realize that we're in October right now. Uh, any tournaments uh, coming up locally about which uh, people are getting geared up? 
No, no, no. Stuff won't happen until spring. It's pretty much these are the hardcore guys that are out now and having a fun time. So, uh, but you know, this is when fishing gets really good, and uh, you know, uh, we're 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 looking uh, and, and on the other side too, on the turbine side, we're getting more and more people involved. Your help has been incredible. We're having sign rallies and getting people are beeping and paying attention to it because. Uh, you know, we got to keep those turbines out of Lake Erie. Our governor is, is pushing for it, and we don't want it. No, I agree. But, you know, Jim, I'm starting to doubt the 300-pound octopus you say you p- pulled out of Lake Erie a few years ago. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying. Yeah, that, that, that li- it was only 200 pounds. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, Jim Hanley, thanks very much. I appreciate your insight into the walleye tournament fishing scandal, the cheating scandal in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, just fascinating. Just absolutely fascinating. Appreciate it, and we'll do the uh, turbines again soon. Sounds good. Always good talking to you. Thanks. All right, Jim Hanley, uh, who is uh, a charter captain and uh, basically expert fisherman, uh, excuse me, on uh, Lake Erie. But I saw that story yesterday. I had to put it up online, and the video is uh, priceless. And I think there are other um, alternate videos out there, if you don't mind, some F-bombs and uh, some people about to be filleted themselves, okay? Uh, But I just... what I don't understand about the whole thing, and I guess Jim kind of nailed it, is how they expected to get away with putting sinkers in fish and then stuffing other walleye fillet into the fish that they were submitting to be weighed. And the answer is they must have gotten away with it before. It must just be the way they operated. Otherwise, they... I don't. I don't think this is the first time. I, I think they probably have done it a lot more. And if I was operating a tournament uh, where they'd won previously, I'd certainly uh, be in contact with the lawyers to figure out if there's any way to get the uh, prize money back or any boats or merchandise they may have won back and uh, make sure it went to the uh, rightful um, um, holder of the actual uh, biggest weight fish. But my goodness. All right. Now, it is uh, 21 minutes after 3 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I know that many of you uh, enjoyed the interview with Jim Hanley, but I want to get into uh, something that we were talking about in the 2 o'clock hour, and it has to do with moving, moving, Uh, moving basically just to bring you up to speed in case you missed the uh, preamble to the other hour, about 10% of you move every single year. So one out of every 10 set of ears on this program will be moving. Statistically, most people who move, move a close distance. You might move from Kenmore to Tonawanda. You might go from North Tonawanda to the city of Buffalo. It's a short haul move, okay? Those are most moves. The second most common are the longer distance moves, sometimes interstate, sometimes across a big state, several hundreds of miles. And the least common move is the move abroad. Um, as far as what uh, moving companies uh, are called on to uh, to handle. So uh, what I'm asking for is, without naming any companies, your own personal moving horror stories. And usually, as I said, I, um, I like to come to you and say, hey, here's the topic, here's what happened to me, and I like to tell you a story and then kind of get things going and fire up the grill, but... I don't have any moving horror stories. The times I've moved, the moves have gone fine, whether they've been long-haul moves, 
like St. Louis to Buffalo is an 800-mile move, um, and, and that went very, very well. And then um, the other moves that I've done locally, basically the small stuff, I was able to do 95% of it, and I just hired a moving company to move some really big pieces of furniture. Remember entertainment centers? Come on. Remember entertainment centers? I use not, I now use mine as a bookshelf and a storage center. It's a really nice entertainment center. It's like solid cherry. It's, it looks really awesome. But uh, I was not going to move that thing. It came in three sections. No way that baby was going to be moved by me. No, nope, not even in my prime was that going to happen. So I just used this company to move the big pieces of furniture um, a couple of times. And if I moved in the future... Um, any distance whatsoever. I'm just thinking about my own household. There is really next to nothing in my home that I wouldn't sell and just replace at the new place in an effort to cut costs and in an effort to just uh, uh, just uh, uh, have a, a cleaner and neater move, uh, to put it that way. Uh, dining room table, that can be sold. Bookshelf. Entertainment center, big desk, that can go to my daughter. She can have that for her professional office. That's fine. But maybe you've asked somebody or maybe somebody asked you to help them move and you have a horror story. We heard two of those horror stories earlier. One from a guy who was asked by a family member to move a giant freezer from a basement. The freezer was not coming up. Not in one piece. So they basically chopped it up and it came up in pieces. The people moving were not very happy. They wanted to keep their freezer. But it was an unreasonable request. There was no way to safely bring that freezer up the stairs unless they wanted to knock down a wall. That was my understanding. And uh, the other guy was helping a lady friend move and ended up breaking his wrist and the lady friend was mostly concerned about what do I do now with my stuff as opposed to what should the guy who's helping her do with the wrist, which is severely broken. Uh, nonetheless, uh, apparently they stayed in touch. Well, there was $100,000 of antiques supposedly involved. I guess I can understand the woman's concern, but at least try to fake some kind of an interest in the um, safety and health of the people doing you a solid by helping you move. And those of you who have pickup trucks, I can't even imagine the number of times you are asked to pick something up for somebody, move something for somebody, or take part in a full-fledged move. Um, that's got to be uh, one of the downsides of having a pickup truck, especially a Silverado. My goodness, those things are huge. They are massive. Anyway, um, this isn't a good time to call, but it will be a good time to call after the news at 3.30 on News Radio 930 WBEN because I, uh, I value the relationship you and I have, and I don't like being on hold any more than you do. So your moving horror stories Call at about 335 at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Oh, my goodness, the Buffalo News called me last night when I was at my meeting of the French Onion Soup Society wanting to know if I would like to subscribe, and I informed them that the party they were seeking had been deceased for some time. So hopefully I'll get off their list. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.